It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. We are Locked On Cowboys. We are reviewing the Cowboys All-22 notes, or our notes from their week. Was it 11 loss against the Chiefs? I don't know, Landon. I'm all confused. This is... It's a crazy time of the year. We've got so many games that are going on. But uh, how are you doing today, sir? Good. It's you know, it's you're you're reviewing the last game. You're prepping for the very soon to come upcoming game, uh, and then it also feels like just that there's a, another game going on constantly during this week. It's just it's it's constant. It's it happens very fast. Uh, if you're covering the team, you you have to deal with this kind of turnaround, and and it makes you even further feel for the players that have to play on this kind of schedule yeah. which is absolutely ridiculous all right so we both watched the all 22 film from week 11 and my first question for you is landon did you feel better or worse about the cowboys performance in that game once you watched the tape hmm or did I think you feel I've... better or worse about them going forward i think i feel better about them going forward still um I, you know i think that my initial uh, thoughts about how I felt about the defense moving forward are, I think I mostly confirmed. It felt like the defense played pretty well. Uh, they, you know, were, were rallying to the ball. They were, they had solutions. They were tackling well. Um, you know, there's some, there's some exceptions, but I, I thought that they were able to get pressure on Mahomes, and it wasn't, it wasn't just Parsons. You know, they they were getting some of the guys. Armstrong was getting loose. They did some cool formational stuff that they always do, and they, they were able to get some advantages there. Uh, they definitely had like an uptick, like we thought about in, in shell coverages. But the offense, you know, really, I went back and watched the offense. We didn't get a ton of time because obviously the quick turnaround. So I tried to focus mostly on the offensive line, and I, I feel like the left side of the offensive line was better in some ways than I expected, and worse in some ways than I expected. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it was it was very it was very kind of affirming on the defensive side. On on the on the offensive side, it was just a little bit more uh, confusing as to the issues that you were seeing uh, with with the blocking continuity specifically. Uh, all right, I'll just give you my quick thoughts. I'm actually a little bit worried about the offense because this is twice where we've seen basically a defense just line everybody within up everybody line up within like seven yards of the line of scrimmage, and it's like, hey protect and beat us deep and if you can beat us deep that's fine we're gonna live with it but the Cowboys just haven't and I don't know if it's because they lack speed right I don't know they they didn't have anybody obviously in this game that could beat one-on-one coverage but I do worry a little bit like that's gonna be the game plan going forward is we're just gonna you're gonna see a lot of stack boxes daring you to run into eight nine man boxes and daring you to throw the ball deep I, I just I don't know Lane and if if that's something they're gonna be able to fix right away 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like the game plan uh, for Kansas City was kind of buoyed by the fact that their defense played really well and the fact that the Cowboys couldn't pull it together at key moments. I mean, I don't know that this is a fatal flaw. I mean, look, they were talking about fatal flaws schematically for this team two weeks ago, and they run basically the exact opposite of what the 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 scheme was that we saw two weeks ago. So. I'm just I, really I, worried about beating the blitz because it's something they haven't really done well over the last couple of weeks. I I don't know. I mean, I feel like Dak has been one of the best quarterbacks against the blitz for most of the season. I, I think the problem is, 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 is that he, all of his answers were taken away here. I mean, it's like what we talked about. You, you, you take away the guys that can beat the one-on-one coverage that exploit those kind of blitzes. You take away the continuity on the offensive line to be able to scheme up and block up a lot of these things. Uh, you know, I, I think what what really caused problems more than anything, it seems like, was not so much the pressures that the kind of pressures that he was bringing, right? The kind of late trigger pressures from like the second and third level where they they send five and then they send a six guy late and they didn't have anything to account for and da- and no one was open. So Dak couldn't. So Dak was holding onto the ball, and then you know eventually would get buried by stuff. So I don't know if I'm worried about it long term, especially as you get Cooper and Lamb back. Um, and then, I'm yeah, worried about it this week. Yeah, potentially we could worry about this week. But I mean, honestly, I I don't know that, that that's going to be the game plan. I mean, you you would know better than I do, but I don't know if that would be the game plan for Oakland just simply because they have two good pass rushes on the end. Why, why would they feel the need to send four, uh, five or six guys when they may be able to get pressure depending on the health of Tyron Smith with four guys up front. So the reason why they might do it is because their safeties and linebackers can't cover. So might as well blitz them. Right. Yeah. And they feel really good about their corners. I mean, Casey Hayward and Nate Hobbs have been both been really good. So why not just send all those guys up the middle and, Force Prescott to either take steps back into the pass rushing lanes of Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, or just get the ball out quick. And they've got some t- guys that really tackle well. So I I am just a little bit nervous that it's going to be an issue over the next couple of weeks until they get Amari Cooper back, until they get CeeDee Lamb back, who might play this week, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, CeeDee Lamb playing this week seems... I don't. I don't understand how they pass the protocol for the Thursday. Like I don't. I don't know that that's physically possible. But then again, uh, I'm as far as I know, the NFL, the, uh, the New York can't call down to uh, change a uh, a ruling uh, on a on whether a flag should have been thrown out of play, and we saw it happen anyway. So you know, I guess rules don't really mean anything in the NFL. Um, I, 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 I <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say to go back to what you're saying. I, you know, absolutely. I, I think if we're talking about the short, long term, like you know, until you get your your guys back, the Cowboys could have some issues. You know, uh, beating the blitz without Cooper, without uh, without uh, Lamb, without you know a good blocking scheme. And, and again, I think that they probably would have beaten a lot of those blitzes if you know wilson catches the ball brown catches the ball you know I, there, there was there was a lot of drops on key third downs it feels like yeah. in that game that kind of really hurt this team i do want to mention the thing you brought up about using replay to fix a bad call so uh terry mccall mccaller i believe is how you say his name he is the the official expert for nbc or for yeah. fox i believe now right? yeah that's right yeah mm-hmm. fox that that whole scene was hilarious go ahead i'm sorry go ahead no no, no you're fine so I just want to mention this because of how crazy it is. So 
it, it, this didn't really change the game. It's not a big no. deal, but it just shows you what's going on in the NFL right now. So exactly. that's, that's the play where was it CJ Goodwin grabbed the face mask of Fenton and yeah. it started this big thing. They didn't call a, they didn't call a face mask on the field, which it was. There's absolutely no doubt oh, that yeah. it was um, until about three minutes later when New York buzzed out and said, Hey, that's a face mask. Right. Yeah. Except for they're not supposed to do that. Well, it, and the funniest part was that while they were saying it, they, so the, basically they threw the flag on Fitton. They were showing the replay live on TV, right? And that you see clearly CJ's good ones pulling the dude's face mask. Absolutely. Like, we fine, are not no arguing doubt. that. But what's hilarious is while they're sitting there going, they're like, is there any way that they could change this? And Terry, who is the former ex-referee, who's the NFL officiating expert for, for NBC or Fox or whatever, was like, oh, there's just there's no mechanism for this. There's no way for them to do this. And then the next thing that happens is that, uh, correction, uh, we uh, uh, saw the replay or something and uh, offsetting penalties. It was just the process. that Again, the penalty happened, but the whole process is is just – it's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing for the so NFL. I quote tweeted him, and he actually sent me a DM and basically said – it's only ever happened one time in NFL history where the officials from New York buzzed down to, or the, you know, the guys in New York buzzed yeah. down to the officials to make a call that they're not allowed to make. And it was in the Super Bowl between the Eagles and Patriots on a couple holding calls that they missed. And I asked, was it allowed? And he said, no, but they can kind of make it up how, whenever they want to. So there you go. Whenever you get, whenever you get upset about the officiating, just remember the NFL does yeah. what it wants. It's a shell game. Any rules, whether it's on the field, off the field, for anything with the NFL, it's all a shell game, and it's all laughable. So any kind of anytime they come out with authority or that you know with any like you know, it's it's totally okay to laugh in their face because the NFL as a league is they do what they want. Yeah, do what they want. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Absolutely. All right, let's transition over to the defense. We talked about the offense enough. Um, Donovan Wilson, uh, I thought he played mm-hmm. a really good game, but he's going to be out this week. It seems like with a chest or pectoral injury, Cowboys ruled him out pretty quickly, so you wonder what's going on there. How big of a loss to their defense is not having Donovan Wilson? I mean, I think he played really well. I, obviously, the Cowboys were able to get by w- without him for a couple of weeks, and and the good news is that, again, you still have – three other safeties who are playing good football. I thought Malik Cooker had another good game, you know, when he's in there. Um, so I think you're going to miss him because I think he's a playmaker on this defense without a doubt. Uh, but I think that, you know, the good news there is that you do have some depth there. You do have some guys that you can bring in and, and can give you good snaps. It's not going to be like a huge drop off. Uh, there's going to be some playmaking drop off for sure, but I, I don't think there's going to be a huge uh, let down on the, on the kind of floor of where the safeties can play uh, because Wilson's hurt. Yeah. I mean, they, they can use more of KZ. They can use more of Malik Hooker, who's played quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, it hurts because Wilson, I think is their most complete safety. Um, 
but I think they'll be okay. It does. It, it yeah. hurts really in a game where you know you're going to be using, where the Raiders use a ton of guys in the middle of the field, but they're Waller and Foster Moreau and Hunter Renfro. That's where you're going to really miss them. Uh, Micah Parsons. We should mention him. We did not mention him on our Sunday night show. How did you think he performed at Edge? In this game? <laughs> What's there to mention? I mean, did he play or something? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a not amazing. Like I, I can't get over how developed of a pass rusher he is for like uh, not having done this since high school. Like it's totally crazy. Like the way, you know, you and I were talking to John owning about this, about the way like on his third step, he can get his toe pointed all the way into the, towards the quarterback and just turn that corner. I mean, it looks like he's breaking his own ankles. He's, he's, he's bending so much. And, uh, and the hand usage, I mean, he is just exposing offensive tackles with his hand usage that is like, you know, I mean, that's something that's so usually developed over a series of seasons by veteran pass rushers. I think somebody pointed out today that he has he has more sacks than, you know, Demarcus Ware, obviously, when he came in his rookie year, but he has more sacks and tackles than Chase Young yeah. did last year. So He's got like, more sacks and tackles than Chase Young has in his career. In his career, that's right. I'm sorry. Like so, <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's incredible. It's it's. I think you, we talked about how we felt like this was a role that he could play in. Uh, it could give you some snaps there, and and, and kind of alleviate, uh, you know, some of the loss of, of Randy Gregory and, and 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 Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, I'm at the point now where I wonder who is a better pass rusher, Demarcus, uh, Randy Gregory, or Micah Parsons, because like. He's so good already without really having practiced a position for, you know, any significant amount of time. The answer um, is you want both, right? Because Yeah, no, definitely. I'm not trying to get rid of either, but, right, but like right. it's crazy that we got a, another Randy Gregory just kind of randomly as and well the as the difference linebacker is, is man, when you have Gregory on that one side, then you can put Parsons over a guard and he can do basically the same things. That's when you can do a lot of crazy things with your pass rush, but I know it, it is pretty cool that he's playing this well at edge. And I think this is another game against the Raiders where I think you're going to want him on the edge. Brandon Parker is the right tackle. I think he's the worst starting right tackle in the NFL. Wow. Should be a big day for Parsons, you know, assuming the Cowboys can cover long enough to, to give him some chances to hit Derek Carr, but should be another big day for him. Uh, how did you think the rest of the defensive line played outside of Parsons? I thought the defensive line, uh, for the most part, played pretty well. I mean, you know, considering who's playing at this point and the the depth that you have, like they're missing guys at this point. I mean, well, obviously we've Basically known about a whole starting unit, right? When you think yeah, of you, Marcus you, Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Neville Gallimore, and Brent Urban, an entire starting yep. unit. The entire starting line's gone, and 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 what you got out of guys like Dorrance Armstrong? That's did did you go back and watch that sack? He yeah. was a man possessed. Like he's like jumping over two guys to like yeah. get into uh, uh, to Mahomes. He's actually thought, developed into like a really nice third defensive end. It's just too like bad he spinner. hasn't been in that role at all this year. Yeah, I know. It's like that. Right? Exactly. That's the problem. He's been forced into being like the guy. But like, yeah. I mean, you've already got a really nice third pass rusher with uh, with Micah Parsons, but suddenly you know Dorrance Armstrong decides to hit as well. And and yeah, I, I mean that's why I can't wait to see what exactly this defensive line is going to look like. When you get your full complement of guys, if you could have, have her back. Yeah, if we get it back, it you could have a pass rushing quad quadrant of of Lawrence, 
Gregory Parsons, and then maybe you kick in Armstrong as the other defensive tackle. And that's a, like a real NASCAR package. If you want to zoom, man, like I, I just can't get over a team that we had real, real heavy concerns about how they were going to get pass rush this year, even with Gregory and, 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 without Gregory, without Lawrence, these guys have been managing to week after week provide pressure. Uh, it's just it's just really impressive. So it sounds like the Cowboys are going to activate Lawrence off the injured reserve list soon. Not necessarily yep. this week, but would you give him at least one more week to get ready? I, I give I think the Saints game is 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 a great target. I think it's been the target for a long time to be honest. I, I think you know, we had hoped that there would be a Thanksgiving just simply for the puns. Uh, but I, I think that, yeah, like you give him, let him get through Thanksgiving. Then he's got 10 days, right? And 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 like that well, way. No, seven days. I'm sorry, seven days, seven days. You get the yeah. week because it's a But then you Thursday have 10 game. days afterwards. So maybe that's the plan. Gets- you give him 20 snaps in that Thursday game against the Saints. Let his body kind of heal up, take the weekend off, and then back to practice on Wednesday, right? Yeah, and I think that gives him, you know, the 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 kind of space to get out there, test the foot, uh, and then yeah, long recovery time to make sure that because again, they have to be really careful with this injury. I mean, not to kind of go over history the Cowboys fans don't want to talk about, but the Jones fracture, you know, is is one that you can come back from it in, in a season without any problems. But if you don't let it heal long enough, it is certain to break and if break again. And then once it does that, now you're looking at an even longer recovery time. You're looking at like more a time. six to eight month recovery time at that point. So yeah. So that's so why they you need to be really, so careful about it. Exactly. They can't afford that. So, and, and, and to be fair, I think that they have been very, you know, it, they're, they're on the upper end of the, of the projection of the injury, right? Like I think they're closer to, 10 weeks than they are to eight weeks off of this injury, if I'm not mistaken, especially by the time uh, he's potentially going to be stepping onto the field. So um, that's, you know, I think that they're being smart and, and, and you know, the, the, the benefit of winning, right. Is that you don't have to rush a DeMarcus Lawrence back. You don't have to yeah, we're on worry about what would you say? We're on week 11 of the injury yeah. right now. Yeah. See, exactly. So he's, he's on the, the, He's past the the danger zone, I would say, or at least the, the assumed danger zone. He's obviously not out of the clear. So, but you know, the, the, I, I think say, assuming he comes back next week, that'd be twelve full weeks that he That's would be good. basically not playing on it. Yeah, because right. if I remember correctly, they tried to get Des back in like six weeks, not six or seven weeks. It was like yeah. it was. I mean, eight to ten was the was the. Uh, recommended and he came back two weeks ahead of that and that yeah. was a mistake it was uh, it was six weeks and it was a mistake i actually think it might have ruined des's career it's because he came back very too possible. quick and then he got hurt again and then he had to have the surgery and then he and just he had really chain same yeah lower body chain of, of injuries that kind of just you know compensating for yep. for one side or the other and yeah you, you just got to be careful with lower body foot joint injuries just give those guys the time even with the big players that you need back like if you want them for the long term, you just have to be careful with them. Um, do you want to address Trevon Diggs in the run game in this one at all, or no? Uh, look, that that one play was was terrible. I, I actually think that. I mean, I don't think, think that was a business decision. I think that was a of of him being myopic about coverage. I, and, I will not, say though, I, I'm a little worried that we're going to start seeing teams just throw more screens to him on that side of the ball because there was one where. The Chiefs, I think they designed it this way. They blocked it up where it was basically Tyree Kill and Trevon Diggs one-on-one in space, and Diggs never touched him. 
Well, I mean, that's Tyreek Hill. I, but I, I, I mean, think, that's it's yeah. part Tyreek Hill. It's part Diggs just isn't a tackler. He's just not. I, I see. I disagree. I think Diggs is a good tackler. I just think he, you know, in the run game, and even in the run game, he's not afraid to sacrifice himself. I think he just he didn't he didn't play his assignment well. He didn't keep contained there. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't disagree that I think teams are going to try that. I just don't know that they're going to have that much as much success with anybody that isn't Tyree Kill. Okay, we'll see. Maybe this week, I wouldn't we'll be surprised if the Raiders try that uh, with Hunter Renfro with Brian yep. Edwards. So we shall see. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKDOWN. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Landon, uh, this is actually our last show together before the Cowboys take on the Raiders. So uh, let's just do a quick preview. Uh, what are you expecting in this game? You know, honestly, I am I was hoping to get you to tell me because, I mean, one of us, only one of us covers the Raiders uh, <laughs> professionally. So uh, I, I'll give you my thoughts on, on what the Cowboys uh, are going to do, and I, I'd love to hear okay. what you think sure. the Raiders are going to um, you know, I, I, I'm really fascinated to see whether CD Lamb plays or not. I mean, yeah. by all intents and by the letter of the law, he sh- he shouldn't play. I mean, I, you know, the, the concussions. I I I, I care thought. about the person. <laughs> yeah, and so like I don't want to see him play necessarily because that's scary to me. Uh, and I think as you pointed out, I mean, not to bring this up, but like he has three concussions already. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like this is not good. Like they they shouldn't be rushing him back to play. Having said that, if he does play, the Cowboys do have somebody that can help them kind of beat a lot of the one-on-one situations. I do think it will – I do think their Cowboys are in a little bit better spot than they were going into Kansas City simply because they'll know who they have at wide receiver throughout the week and can game plan accordingly, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping that they have a little bit better of a game plan. I, I do think that one one thing we, we didn't mention, I thought Dalton Schultz had a, had a pretty good game. Was one of the few players that actually had a good game on offense. So maybe look for a little bit more of a focus on Schultz, uh, uh, just because he's a guy that you can rely on. I don't know if you want to, you know, have him running wheel routes and throwing the ball down the field like they did at one point uh, in, in the game on Kansas versus Kansas City. But I think you know Wilson knows that he needs a bounce back game. Brown as well. They know going in that they're going to get an uptick in snaps as opposed to having it dropped on them last minute because of the situation with Cooper. Uh, I would I'd like to see Malik Turner also get in some opportunities yeah. out there because I think we've seen him do things in games as well. So for the Cowboys, I, I'm just hoping that the going into the game with a little bit clearer eyes of what the game plan is and who's playing hopefully will produce better results. Uh, what 
what what's how what 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 are the state of the Raiders at this point? I mean, they come they're coming off a tough loss too, and and, well, and, and dealing with the things. last three games, they're averaging fourteen points per game. Like since Henry Ruggs was released, this offense just isn't dynamic at all. Uh, but what they can do is they can just kind of nickel and dime you all the way down the field. Uh, so that's interesting, right? Like Darren Waller is still an absolute beast. So if the Cowboys yeah. don't have a plan to stop him, they're going to be in trouble. Renfro is a really good slot receiver. The th- way that you beat the Raiders is they've got the worst offensive line in football. I'm absolutely convinced of it. The center is terrible. The left guard, actually John Simpson, was not playing well. He might not be even able to go in this one because of rib injury. Yeah. Alex Leatherwood was such a disaster at right tackle that they moved him to right guard. He's been a little bit better there, but then they had to put Brandon Parker at right tackle, who's somehow worse. If you can beat them up front with the offensive line, you're going to stop the offense. That's that's basically it. They just don't have the explosiveness to beat you down the field, except for they signed Deshaun Jackson, which inevitably means that we're going to get an 80-yard touchdown to Deshaun Jackson at some point in this game. We even had it last year with the Eagles. Remember, first play, it was at week 16, Deshaun Jackson had an 80-yard touchdown. So... Uh, it's defense is the really the more interesting thing here. Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe are incredible. I think it's mm-hmm. the best edge rushing duo in football. Those guys are really good. Even a healthy Tyron Smith might struggle with Ngakwe because he's so fast and he's so good at getting, uh, where you can beat them is the defensive tackle spot. Yeah. They're really, really light there. They play Solomon Thomas, who you probably remember from the 49ers. Yep. He's mm-hmm. 280 pounds. He's their three technique. They play Ooh. Quentin Jefferson, who's like 285. Yeah. He's their one technique. It's a very it's Rob Marinelli coaching this defensive line. So you know exactly what to expect. The goal for the Cowboys should be in this game. Linebackers, safeties. Target those guys every single snap because Nate Hobbs are in, in, and Casey Hayward are really good. Jonathan Abram is not. Find him, and you're going to be just fine. That, that, that's that's basically all you have to do against this defense. Yeah, and I think you know that lines up. The Cowboys clearly they're going to want to run the football. I mean, they just on a short week they want to get back, get things back. Uh, you know, uh, kind of stable. Uh, I, I, you it, depending on whether Tyron Smith plays or not. Even if he does play, he's still going to be coming off of a couple weeks of injury. Uh, and you know, with Connor McGovern, I assuming still starting at left guard, you're still going to want to get those guys comfortable and, 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 and getting them comfortable means moving them forward and, uh, attacking, being aggressive. And that means running the football. So, uh, that lines up. And I think, you know, one of the better ways to keep Ngakwe and Crosby at bay is to run at them, you know, is to, is to kind of, I mean, I, they are incredible pass rushers. You said it probably the best duo in football. Uh, but they, but you know, neither one are, are as good as run players. So make them do what they don't. And want. their interior defensive line is not yeah. played well lately, and their linebackers are not very good. That's they're really relying a lot on KJ Wright and Denzel Perryman to be their two yeah. linebackers. It's, it's not great. So mm-hmm. running on them is how you beat them. Joe Mixon ran for 130 yards last week. That's really how you beat this team. Uh, and then they make a ton of mistakes. I mean, they're just. They lead the NFL in penalty yards right now. They're 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 just not a very well coached team. So just don't make the big mistake, and I think you can beat them. But they're they're still really talented. They've got some some guys at some really important positions that can play well. Yeah, the Cowboys need to play a cleaner game. You know, I mean, I think you know they, <clears throat> it was penalties and that sort of thing wasn't really what killed them versus Kansas City. But I think just going in 
with a clearer uh, uh, game plan with the players that you've practiced that game plan through with all the week, uh, I think will hopefully give them the advantage. Oh, you know, it's crazy to say that because this is actually the game you would expect the opposite, right? Yeah. Like the, the, yeah. the because of the short week, it's harder to prepare. It's harder to get your com- your your team comfortable with the game plan. When the opposite happened last week, they they got their team comfortable with the game plan, and then two key players that they had incorporated into the game plan didn't get to play last minute, and they didn't get to practice with the backup. Yeah. So this week, at least those guys got practice at the spots they're going to play. Uh, I do think, like we, we talked about, there is a, a path to victory that is uh, something the Cowboys can do by running the football, and that'll help keep the ball away from uh, Oakland's offense. I mean, you know, Vegas is – oh, man. Vegas is uh, offense. Uh, but I, I do agree. Like I think you can't just let – Car uh, uh, pick this team apart. You know they they he will. He is he's a, incredibly. Yeah, he's active. a good quarterback. I, yeah, I think that's the thing. The Cowboys fans we don't get to watch the Raiders a lot, yeah. right? Uh, but but I think <laughs> I get to watch their their Twitter account through osmosis because I follow you. So <laughs> I, I mean I can tell you that just like you know having watched and but I've watched some Vegas games yeah. this year and, and and Carr is a good quarterback. He's a good he's, quarterback. Yeah, he's right on that Matt Ryan line, right of. Mm-hmm. He he can beat you by he can have games where he beats you by himself and then he can have games where he'll beat himself. So um, I think the Cowboys need to find a way to stabilize this matchup, lean on their talent, and I think the best way to do that at this point is to is to kind of switch to a run first, not run first, but just leaning on the run to stabilize the offense. Uh, and then kind of building the passing game off of that as opposed to kind of the opposite, which is which is kind of what they do at different times, depending on the opponent. And find number 24 in coverage. I promise you, the Cowboys just isolate Jonathan Abram. They will be perfectly fine on offense in this game. He is big Schultz. Schultz game. Schultz game. It, it, it should be a Dalton Schultz game, and it should be a Tony Pollard game because the linebackers are really, really slow. So if you can get to the next level, you can turn a lot of those runs into big games. So uh, we'll see. Do uh, you want to give a prediction for this one? I think the Cowboys are pissed, uh, and they find a way to take it out on Vegas. Um, I think the talent Cowboys are a ta- more talented team. Short week playing at home is an advantage uh, against a team that doesn't play a lot of Thursday night games, I imagine. Certainly no. hasn't played a, a, thir- a Thanksgiving game in a while. Cowboys have all the small advantages that Kansas City had going into those games, right? The, all the tiny, like, well, you don't have Cooper. Well, you don't yeah. have Smith. Well, you're playing in Kansas City. This week, those kind of fall more on the Cowboys' side. And I think the Cowboys are the more talented team. I'm looking for them to take care of business here. They need to get they, – they can't just keep bleeding losses here, even though they've started out so hot. They need to get a win, uh, if only just to – stave off things for a week allow your guy you, you're getting a lot of guys healthy this week hopefully yeah that are coming in for the saints game which is going to be an important game but getting a win here would really kind of set things straight and, and really make you feel a lot more confident going into this final stretch of games i will say this about the raiders they are a really good first quarter team like their their game script coming in like the first drive is always really well done they're always really fired up on defense, but they're just a team. If they get behind by 10 points, I don't know if they have that killer instinct the mechanism. in them to kind of come yeah. back and fight their way through it. It's been a really rough season for them in so many mm-hmm. different ways this year. If you get up 10 points, 14 points, I think they might roll over a little bit uh, considering they're on a three-game losing streak. But if you let them hang around, yeah. that's when they can be a problem. So just kind of keep an eye on that. 
Uh, because I cover the Raiders, I'm not going to pick this game, Landon. I'm just, just that's, not. That's fair. Just quietly to yourself, pick them, and and that and. Uh, see, look, he's the. I, I saw. Did you guys see that? He said it, so it counts. It's on record. Uh, all right. So crossover show coming up on Wednesday. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Make sure you guys are listening to that. Landon and I will be back at some point this week, this weekend, to talk about the the Thursday night game. Uh, we're still working on that. We'll we'll figure it out depending on how it goes and how full we are after Thanksgiving. So yeah. uh, enjoy the holiday, everybody. Enjoy the game, and we will see you guys next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.